Hey everyone, today we are talking about 10 ways to boost email deliverability and stay out of spam boxes. Balancing building a successful business and being a superstar mom is hard. And yet, in today's digital world, it's more common than ever. The question becomes, how do we successfully grow a business and children at the same time? Join us for a candid conversation as we share our experiences and insights into marketing and motherhood. I'm Jesse Valle. And I'm Angela Reeder. Welcome to the Marketing Moms Podcast. And I am very excited about this topic because it is a conversation that I have with clients a lot when I'm helping them set up emails and automations, and it can really, really make a big difference in your ROI as far as your email list goes. And we all know that it is very important to have an email list. Yeah. I think I also see a lot of people have these questions mm -hmm. and they're like, I don't understand why people are not opening my emails. And it's because they're ending up in spam without even realizing it and not also realizing that there are things you can do to get out of spam jail. Yes. <laughs> and when Angela says ROI, she oh, means sorry. return on investment. Stop. Yeah, stop using all the acronyms. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> she means like... Yeah, return on investment, like getting something more in return for what you've given. Yes. So without further ado, I feel like I say that a lot when we have our lists. <laughs> without further ado, <laughs> tip number one is to regularly clean your list. Yes, I was just on my little soapbox to Jesse about this particular topic. <laughs> I know. Inside, I'm thinking, save it for when we're recording. <laughs> All right. Well, so repeat I repeat everything share. you just said. <laughs> okay. I will share because this is a conversation that I have with clients a lot over their email list. And we all get inundated with the message that we need to have these big email lists. <clears throat> the more people you have on the list, the more people open your emails, the more chances people have to purchase things. And it does make sense until your email list is so big that the number of people that are opening your emails is really small in comparison. Mm -hmm. So regularly cleaning your email list, the idea of that is you go through once a month or once a quarter, you remove all of the emails that have already unsubscribed. You remove all of the emails that are bounced emails. In other words, they keep getting sent out, but it, wherever they're being sent to Gmail, Yahoo or whatever, keep sending a message back that says this email isn't an email. Yeah. And then, and this is the part that's scary and that all of my clients hate, you remove anybody that hasn't opened an email in either three or six months. I generally say three, but I usually end up doing six for my clients' mental health. Yeah. Um, and the reason that's so scary is because if you haven't cleaned your email list in a while or ever, you can lose a lot of subscribers. I've seen clients lose half of their subscribers taking out everybody that hasn't opened an email in the last six months. And that can be really scary if you're going from a five or 6,000 email list to two or 3,000, you feel like, oh my gosh, nobody's going to open my emails. Nobody's going to see my stuff. Nobody's going to buy my things. 
And the truth is the same number of people are going to keep opening those emails because it's generally the same people <laughs> opening yeah. the emails. Um, but your open rate's going to be better, which is going to tell the email programs your email is less likely to be spam. You're going to have more people opening the uh, a bigger rate of people opening those emails. And because you've cleared out a lot of your contacts with a lot of these email programs, you can even sometimes drop down to a lower plan or pay less per month because you don't have that huge list of people that aren't even looking at your emails. Yeah. And to tack on to that, I would say I know that a lot of times when you have a huge email list and you don't necessarily want to get rid of people, you can just put on filters mm -hmm. and say, only send this to someone who has been active in the last 180 days or yes. whatever. And so is that me? Yeah, that's you. <laughs> Seriously, my house is, people? My house is quiet for a minute. <laughs> For the first time ever in this podcast. And I've got kids dropping, it sounds like marbles right above my head. <laughs> oh, kids. Um, yes. What I was going to say is that even though it can be scary to only have a few people on your email list, there is, and we will link it in the show notes, that article, A Thousand True Fans. Mm -hmm. And basically the idea is that you don't need millions of people to be on your email list or to follow you. You just need a thousand true fans who will buy everything you put out. Yeah. Or will follow you loyally. So the idea is that you don't need your email list to be, I mean, and we're talking about email specifically in this episode, but you don't need e your email list to be ginormous. You just need to make sure that the people on the email list are quality. Yes. Quality people who are your avatar, who uh, understand your mission, who follow you for a reason, who support you. Those are the people, your true fans. Those are the ones you want on your email list. So if you cut your email list in half, and that is so hard to do, understand that, did you really want the other people on your list anyway? They they won't open your emails. You think they're going to buy from you? Yeah. If they haven't opened your emails in the last six months, the chances of them doing it anytime soon are really small. Right. and. We all have a, like a love-hate relationship with the algorithm mm -hmm. of anything. Um, but just to, kind of, just to kind of explain why this is important for staying out of the spam box, if you are sending out 10,000 emails and only 2,000 people are opening it, that tells those inboxes that the chances of that email being spam is higher because only 2,000 people are opening this email. Like clearly a lot of people are looking at it and being like, oh, that's spam. So it'll send it to the spam box. But if you're sending out 3,000 emails and 2,000 people are opening it, that tells those email programs it's less likely to be spam because so many people are opening it and it's more likely to stick it in the inbox. Yes, and for the record... When people ask, well, what's a good percentage of an open rate? Typically around 20% is average. Yeah. So if you're getting a higher open rate than 20%, you're doing really great. And if you're doing less than 20%, you really need to consider these tips, especially yeah. like cleaning your list. That would be number one if you're getting 
a really low open rate. Now, if you have cleaned your list and you're still getting a low open rate, there's other things you can do. And I think we might even have um, have it later on this list. All right, tip number two is to stay out of the promo and spam inboxes. Now notice, it with things like Gmail, they have a promo inbox. So it's hitting an inbox, but it's still being marked as promo. So it's less likely that the person is going to open it or see it when it's still filtered into a different inbox. Like it may not be in spam jail, but it's still in the promo tab, which can be just as bad. Right. And one thing about things like the promo tab is that these in, these emails are being looked at individually, which will make a little more sense when we talk about some of the tips, some of the ways you can abide by this tip. Um, because I know I have people that I have been getting emails and newsletters from for years and sometimes they show up in my inbox and sometimes they show up in promo depending on what is in the actual content of the email. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there are, there are one of the ways that you can appear less spammy or promo-y is to write an email like a friend. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to use a whole bunch of crazy formatting and images and stuff like that to an an email to a friend. So treat your subscribers like a friend. Remove most of the formatting and the images. Yep. Um, Don't use a whole bunch of links in the email. In fact, stay at like three links or less. Yeah. Because then anything more than that's really going to start to get spammy. Yeah. Also, hyperlink the text versus writing out the link. So for us, let's say that we are trying to write an email and send people to, you know, marketingmomsbook.com. I wouldn't say, check out the book now and then write marketingmomsbook.com. Right. Instead, I would say, check out the book now and highlight, hyperlink that text. Mm -hmm. It's kind of an SEO thing in email. Yeah. Right? Because then the algorithms know the call to action is to check out this book now. It kind of knows what it is and knows it's not just, here's a spammy link. Right. So our, yeah, the tip is to hyperlink text versus hyperlinking the, the actual link written out. Right. And another part of that goes with the don't use the URL shorteners. <laughs> Yes. Don't go to like, I mean, Bitly is good for some things, but don't go to Bitly and get a short link and then put that short link in the email and hyperlink the short link. Like, don't, don't do that. That's like, yeah, that's spam on a stick. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Another thing is to, uh, like another way to stay out of those promo and spam inboxes is to avoid the spammy trigger words. Yes. Now, there are a lot lot of spammy trigger words. But, I mean, we're talking about, like, 100% free Uh and 50% off. Like, those are clearly marketing words. And I'm not saying that you can't use them all the time. But if you use them in every single email, 
Yes. You're going to be marked as spam like boom. There's actually a really good list somewhere of spammy words, and I'll, I'll have to see if I can find it. We'll put it in the show notes. Some of the email programs, like I know Infusionsoft is like notorious for this because I've dealt with it. It will check for those spammy words. And if you have too many of them, it won't let you send the email. Wow. Like it just will not let you send it. Yeah. And I know that um, Active Campaign has like a. Like a spam check. Yeah. Like a spam check. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I was like, they have a thing. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, they even try to help you be less spammy. But the more you know on your own, the better. Yeah. And some of them are things you wouldn't necessarily think of. Um, Like, I know one of the things on the list is something about, like, if it were only that easy is, like, a spam flag for email programs. Because they know that's generally a lead up to some kind of pitch. Yeah. So it's it's... A good idea to check out the list. Yeah, it's a good idea to check out the list and kind of get an idea of what the spam boxes are watching for so that you can kind of creatively avoid (laughs) those kinds of words and phrases and make it a little more like the same thing when you're running like Facebook ads. Like there are trigger words and you have to get creative (laughs) Uh (laughs) to run to certain opportunities. Any hoozy. Okay. Obviously, we we love this topic if we're only two in and it's already yeah. <laughs> 13 minutes into the episode. Mm. All right. Number three is to use a double opt-in. Yes. This is another one my clients hate mm-hmm. because they have been taught that the bigger email lists are better and the easier way to get the bigger email list is to not have a double opt-in. Mm-hmm. And when we say a double opt-in, what we mean is someone signs up for your email list or some something, then they get a sec, like the first email they get is to confirm you really want this thing or confirm you really want to join the list. And they have to open up that email and click the button. Mm-hmm. That's a double opt-in. They are clicking a button twice to say, yes, I want on this email list. Yep. But think about it. If someone's going to take the time to click twice It means they really want to be there, which means they are a higher quality lead. Yes. Yep. It makes sure the people on your list are people that actually want to be on your list and not just people that signed up for the freebie. (laughs) And also bots. Yes. And also bots. It does keep bots out, which is really, really important. And, you know, like Jesse said, it, it creates a higher quality list and that higher quality list I'm a tech person and technology amazes me. It's fascinating to me that Gmail can tell that like an email is coming from somewhere that has a good open rate or a bad open rate. Yeah. (laughs) And use that to decide where to put an email. But it it does. And so having that double opt-in is really important. Yes, you're going to have people that sign up, get the freebie and never opt into your list. But those are not generally people that were going to end up buying from you anyway right so again this goes back to number one of not being afraid of a smaller list if it means higher quality Mm -hmm. if you're enjoying this candid chat you can get early access exclusive content and more by supporting us on patreon simply visit patreon.com forward slash marketing moms now back to the show All right. Number four, ask subscribers to respond. 
So this one is like going back to what we were talking about earlier where it's like you're writing emails to a friend. Treat your audience, your subscribers, your customers as a friend. People like people buy from people, right? Yep. So you want to create that relationship where they feel closer to you and more at ease to then open their wallet later when you go to sell something. Yeah. So if you're having people respond to your emails, that creates a relationship. It also lets them know that you actually care about them and what they think and not just trying to get money out of them. Because Mm -hmm. we here at Marketing Moms really stand behind that doing things because you think it's going to enhance the lives of your customers. Yes. We're not in it just to make money. We would like to believe that we believe in our missions. Yeah. Right? And Angela and I are perfect examples because we make no (laughs) money with this podcast currently. Right? Yes. (laughs) This is our hobby. We do this this because it's it's fun and we Mm -hmm. hope that we're making a difference in our listeners' lives and – you know, so it it's – I think that you listeners can hear that in our voices and, and when we respond to you and when we say, you know, DM us on Instagram. Message us in, you know, the comments on Instagram. Email us. Like we are inviting you to connect with us because we want to connect with you. And we're going to tell you right now, especially when you're smaller, you are the one connecting with your customers. It's not yeah. just some, you know – you know a a virtual assistant or something on the other side it can be when you get bigger but -hmm. especially in the beginning when you are the one answering these emails um, people feel that and yeah so it's a good thing to ask subscribers to respond but then you also respond back because when people when people respond to your emails it triggers the algorithm to say oh they want to see more from this person because they actually responded to them yeah. Yeah. And when you respond back, it's more likely to create that connection that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I get tickled every time someone responds back to me. Like, yeah, I don't respond to newsletter emails very often, even when people are like, email, you know, hit reply and tell me whatever. Um, but I'm always like super tickled when I do. And then I get an actual response. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, somebody actually read it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it didn't just go into a random inbox. Yes. So again, and and what happens when that when that happens? You feel more connected to that person and that brand. Yeah, and I'm way more likely to open future emails and possibly buy from that person, which will eventually help your email deliverability. See, it's yes. all one big circle. Yep. All right, number 5 regularly check your deliverability health scores. Now, this one's super boring, <laughs> but there are some links that we will put in the show notes below that where you can, you can um, enter information and get health score checks on your deliverability. So one of those is isnotspam.com, and the other one is, well... It's longer. 
but it's from senderscore.org slash get dash your dash score we're gonna link all of this below so don't worry. yeah for sure and <laughs> but there the, are a couple options there yeah the is not spam is nice because what it will actually do is um i know some of you know that you can like send a test email usually in an email program when you create and so what it actually does is give you an email to send that test email to and it will check that specific email to, to let you know, like, how likely it is to end up in a spam box. Yeah. And then you can take that information and do some of these other tips mm -hmm. to increase your deliverability. Yeah. All right. Number six is to analyze your numbers. Yeah. We talked about that a little bit with number one and cleaning your email list. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is going back to keeping an eye on your open rates. Like we said, a good rule of thumb is around 20%. So whether you're above or below that, just keep an eye on it. Don't just mm -hmm. continually send emails and never check on them. Yeah. And honestly, it's not just also it's not just about open rates, it's also about click-through rates. So yes. not only are people opening your emails, but they're actually clicking them. Mhm. Mm yeah, and your click-through rate is generally going to be much smaller than your open rate. So don't mm -hmm. be surprised if you open up those rates and see that not nearly as many people are clicking as are opening. That's totally normal. Right. Okay, number seven is do your own testing of deliverability. Now, this is where it gets kind of tricky. See if yeah. you can follow me here. Okay, you get two special email addresses only for this purpose. So we recommend Gmail since a very huge percentage of people use Gmail for and personal Gmail use. Gmail is notorious for sending emails to spam. There you go. So <clears throat> get two email addresses. Opt in both email addresses to your list. So go to your website, opt in for something, get on the list for, for both those email addresses. With the first email address... You open every email you get. So every time you send an email, go to that first email address and open up every email. With the second one, open no emails. And then analyze where your sent emails are ending up. So it's almost like having, yeah, it's two test emails, right? The first one is the type of person who's going to open every time. And you can see what happens to your emails there. Are they still going to the inbox? Are they ending up in promo? Are they ending up in spam? And then the same thing with the one where you don't open any at all. Are they still going to the inbox? Awesome. Are they ending up in spam? You need to start thinking about how that could happen to other people as well. The mm -hmm. other people who aren't like are subscribed, but they're not opening up your emails. It's ending up in spam, which is hurting you. Which is yep. another reason why, go back to number one, get rid of them. Yep. Because they're not going to buy from you. Yeah. And if they really are interested because they see you on social media or through an ad, they will get back on the list. Yes. They yep. will come back. They'll find you own. again. Yeah. If you love them, let them go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> That's becoming an Instagram post. Just see. So okay. Know. That's what I'm doing. I'm writing that down right now. <laughs> so the next tip 
<laughs> is to be consistent. So if you are sending out emails regularly, especially if you're sending out emails at roughly the same day or time every week, it is more likely to end up in an inbox because they recognize that pattern of, okay, this isn't just a you know flood of sales emails or promo emails or spammy emails and this isn't just like a one-off of somebody trying to scam money. It is a consistent newsletter that's coming out every single week and is much less likely to be spam. And not only that, when you come out a specific date and time, your audience is going to be accustomed to that and they're more likely to check their email around that time just to open up your email, which yeah. helps your deliverability. Yes. So, I mean, it's being consistent in everything you do, whether it's social media, YouTube posts, like yep. email. Everything you do should be consistent. Yeah. And I know that like a good rule of thumb is generally once or twice per week. I have emails that come to me like once a month. I'm always excited to see them. I always open them. It just as long as you're being consistent and the people that you're emailing kind of know when to expect those emails, you're going to get better open rates. Yeah. I mean, I know people who email daily. Yeah. And it seems like a lot, but they let me know right up front, hey, I'm going to email you daily. And so I mm -hmm. had that expectation. And so I'm not annoyed by it. Yeah, that's kind of a bonus tip. Set up those expectations when someone signs up to your list. How often are you going to email and what's going to be in the emails you're sending? Mm -hmm. All right, number nine, provide options for preferences. So yeah. a lot of times this is like, for example, you can be honest when you're getting ready to start a promotional campaign. And we'll be emailing more often than usual. Just like we just said, set expectations. Yep. But allow subscribers to opt out of those emails. It might be as simple as, if you're interested in hearing more about XYZ in the coming weeks, click here. Not interested? Skip this series. Click here. Yep. First of all, it gets them to click your email, yep. which helps with deliverability because they're interacting with it. But secondly, it gives them the option to... Why keep them on the list, annoy them, and then they're not going to open up those promotional emails. Give them yep. the option to opt out and you won't even bother sending it to them and you won't annoy them and you won't end up in their spam. Yes. And that's another one that's kind of scary for people because they feel like, well, if I give them the option to not hear the pitch, they're just going to not hear the pitch and I'm not going to sell. But again, if they're already decided I'm not interested, they're probably not going to buy anyway, no matter how good your sales pitches are. Yeah. And by letting them opt out, you're going to get better email deliverability, better open rates on your promo emails. And those promo emails are going to be more likely to end up in the inboxes of the people who have already said, yes, I want to hear about this. And not only that, like if they start to get FOMO after they've said no, you're yeah. probably promoting it on social media and stuff like that. Like there are other ways. They'll that they see can it other go. places. Right. They'll see it other places and they can still buy. It's mm -hmm. just that they're not getting the email series. And like I said, it might create a little bit of FOMO, fear of yeah. missing out. Like they're like, oh no, I said I didn't want it, but now I'm really curious what are in those emails. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. And last but not least... Number 10, 
segment your emails. Yes. So that's kind of what we were just saying right now. Instead of always emailing your full list, if you create targeted messages to smaller groups, then they're more likely to open those emails because it it relates more to them versus just shooting everything out to everybody. It sounds like a good idea. Send the email out to as many people as possible. And I know a lot of people, like a lot of businesses that function that way. Yeah. But the truth is, if you had taken just a little bit of time to target your specific promotions, specifically like especially promotions, yeah, that you're less likely to end up in spam because mm-hmm. people aren't going to market as spam. They're going to be more likely to open. They're going to be more likely to be interested to even buy. Right. And, and like I said, if, if you don't target, sorry, speaking no, over fine. you, one last thing, if you don't target them, then they can probably still find you on social media if they're really interested. Yeah. And if you, depending on how much you like writing emails, you can do the same thing with your newsletter. I always recommend that my clients have one main list that every single subscriber is on and use like tags or segments to segment the the list into pieces. So if you have a business, and I can give you a couple of examples. If you have a business like mine where I work on mainly two different platforms, WordPress and Shopify, and I want to send out newsletters for that. It is going to be better for me to send out a newsletter to WordPress and a newsletter for Shopify because the people that are on one are not interested in what's going on with the other one. So I would segment my list to send out those emails. Like, yeah, it means I have to write two newsletters, but my deliverability is going to be better. My open rates are going to be better and I'm less likely to end up in people's spam. And it's the same way if you have a product-based business. If you sell t-shirts and like if you have a one of the like businesses where you can sell like t-shirts or pillows or, yeah. <laughs> you know, print it on a phone case, you can segment your list based on what people are buying. You can say, hey, this person likes to buy t-shirts and send out emails and promos for t-shirts and they're more likely to get opened than if you're just sending a generalized, hey, we have a sale on stuffs kind of yeah. email. Um, another thing I think of with us as marketing moms is we could definitely segment our list into the age groups of your kids. Yes. So if we're ready to send some toddler tips, the people who only have teens, not interested. Yeah. Yep, so that's a great way to segment. Yeah, just like thinking about how you can segment your list into more specific, mm-hmm. you know, sublists. Yeah. And that's a great way to start um, the email. Like when you send that double opt-in, that first email they get, let them opt in, but let them opt into specific options. Like yeah. send them an email that says, Hey, we're really glad you got this freebie. We want to make sure we're sending you the right stuff. Like here's a list of topics that we like to send out or in our case, like ages of kids Mm -hmm. click one or more to get those kinds of emails. So like I could click on one that's like elementary aged kids and one that's teenagers and get both of those emails. And I'm more likely to open them than if I'm getting like baby and toddler stuff. Yeah. And I'm in the toddler slash preschooler stage and elementary. I don't have preteens yet. 
So Angela and I are a perfect example of we don't necessarily need the same tips right now. I'm in the midst of potty training. I love all the potty training tips. Angela is way past that. Lord bless her. Congratulations. You're not in daily poop. I baths. am not. But anyway, <laughs> but I, we're in different but I stages. am in the middle of the preteen angst. <laughs> that is true. And I do not have to deal with the preteen angst right now. <laughs> so we're interested in different things, even though we're both marketing moms. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So that is our list of ways that we can boost our email deliverability and stay out of the spam boxes. If you want me to run through them really quick, number one, regularly clean your list. Number two, stay out of the promo and the spam inboxes. Number three, use a double opt-in. Four, ask subscribers to respond. Five, regularly check your deliverability health scores. Six, analyze your numbers. Seven, do your own testing of deliverability. Eight, be consistent. Nine, provide options for preferences. And number 10, segment your emails. This was a really fun episode, I think. That was a really fun episode. I really enjoyed that because that's it's a topic that I enjoy talking about anyway. <laughs> I mean, I think that this is something a little more advanced that a lot of people should be thinking about, but it's not normally on your the front end of your mind. So once you've been, once you maybe have an email list established and, and you're, you're growing and this is like a, the next step type thing is yes. to take care of your email deliverability. Now, some of these things you can do right out the gate and yes. always stay positive. But yep. some of these things are, are something later on. You're like, okay, I want to make sure that these are going to the right inbox. Mm-hmm. Take a look at these tips. Yeah. So your homework this week is to pick one thing off the list, preferably cleaning your email list. Yes, please clean your email list. You know what? Forget about the other ones. Clean your email list. (laughs) Clean your email list. Just just go do that. Get rid of the people who unsubscribed. Get rid of the people who have not opened up an email in the last six months. Get rid of the bounces. Yep clean your email list and then maybe pay less for your program (laughs) yes yes that is i that is so huge (laughs) don't pay more than you have to (laughs) exactly so we will end with exactly what we told you which is come find us on instagram or email us let us know how it's going do you have any more tips you'd like to add to the list or once you purge that email list Tag us on Instagram and let us know how you feel. Yes. (laughs) We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today. We're so honored this is where you chose to spend your time. If this episode helped you in some way, please share it with another mom who needs to hear it. We're in this together. And if you're looking to spend even more time with us, visit marketingmomspodcast.com for more episodes, free goodies, and ways to connect. Don't forget to check out our brand new Marketing Moms book now available on Amazon. 